Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, of course known as your mayor of PHNX, and I'm joined by my vice mayor, my friend, my co-host, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Derek, did you survive the trip? Red eye, red eye flying to Washington, D.C. You're there. Survived, You're live. I survived. I'm here in a hotel room. I'm, I'm with my friends and I had a great time on my first day. I'm, I'm a bit tired. Uh, we didn't get much sleep, but uh, we had a great week in our first day. So it was uh, nice. it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, D.C. has been beautiful. I've never been to Washington, D.C. before. I plan on going to see Nationals ballpark today. So that's an exciting prospect as far as things to do here in the D.C. area. I'm also going to go do some uh, mayoral stuff in front of the White House. So I know all Uh of our PHNX (laughs) family members are excited about that. But, of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX and simply for betting $5 on any team this weekend. Uh, Counting down to Super Bowl 56, you will get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. And that's with code PHNX. Uh, and yeah, Jesse, I'm, I'm excited. I found out here in the D.C. area they have weird gambling rules when it comes to the sports book, right? Uh, they do have the sports book uh, apps on the phone and everything like we do in Phoenix. But apparently you have to be within two blocks of the ballpark in order to make bets. Like geographically, you really? have to be within two blocks of the nationals ballpark or it said, or an arena. So I'm guessing where the capitals play or where the, you know, where the wizards play, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And I mean, an interesting concept when it comes to the gambling at, you know, on your phone, right. We here at Arizona, we have the ability to just do it wherever. Right. So yeah, I, I just, I just thought that's interesting because it feels like what they're trying to do is make you use it a bit more responsibly. Like you have to get up and go, to a game in order to use the gambling app but it's it's just a weird rule for me and a shout out to anybody who might have an apartment within two blocks of national (laughs) ballpark that just gets to kick it at home and and gamble while everybody else has to get up and walk in but uh we're not we're not just talking about winnings when it comes to gambling jesse we're talking about winnings when it comes to free agency because apparently carlos correa has hired super agent scott boris to represent him this when when whenever free agency resumes, whenever the season resumes. And I guess I, I'd have to ask, are you surprised by that move? Or are you more surprised that he hadn't already hired Boris up, up to this point? 
I feel like at this point, I just assume that that Scott Boris is everyone's agent. That's the exact <laughs> thing. Yeah, if you're going to make over $100 million on your next contract, you probably are going to have Scott Boris as your agent. Yeah, which is, I mean, I still don't fully understand um, like what Scott Boris brings to the table that other <laughs> agents don't. I mean, he That's he's obviously point. like he's obviously good at what he does, and there's a reason that we all know his name. But I just get the feeling that there are other very competent baseball agents out there whose names we just don't know. All we yeah, know who, is Scott. You might not have to pay as much in order to get them to do. A yeah, deal for you, it's right? probably a pretty hefty commission that Scott Boris takes. I'm I'm gonna guess just given all of his name credibility and everything. So. I, yeah, you're, I, I don't know. You're absolutely right about that. And that's a really weird thing when it comes to baseball because I don't really know. Like, we know other agents' names. There's other super agents and other sports and stuff. But Scott Boris is like, it, it's this weird, like, you're, you're calling in the closer or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you want an extra 20% added onto your contract. You go to Scott Boris. Uh, we had this with, with Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, I don't know if you had the same feelings of impending doom as I did at the time, Paul Goldschmidt obviously was leaving the team. We kind of knew that fans wanted the team to kind of pony up and, and pay him his money and keep him here. But then, you know, during that final year of his contract, he, he hired Scott Boris as his agent. And it was like the minute that you saw that, you know, that, that this player is going for, for it all. They want all the money. They give me all the money at that point. Right. And so that's the thing about uh, Boris being involved is if, if, if you're talking about a player that's still on your team, you, he's not going to be on your team any longer if, if he hires yeah. Scott Boris. Yeah, Scott Boris is totally, I mean, that's the one thing you know for absolute certain is that if if he's the agent, he's not going to have his player sign an extension. They're going to test yeah. free agency. Yeah, They're exactly. going to try to push the envelope on on how much money they can possibly get. So, um, but yeah. I'm and maybe, maybe that's what he's good at. Maybe the thing that he's good at is making to to your team making it seem like you know we're giving you a chance to be in on this guy right like they're making you to kind of feel special um but you know again it's it, it's all the approach it's all the games that he plays and i i just have to wonder if at times he's good for the game of baseball you know mm. I, and i just say that because we have all of these problems with contracts and escalating you know uh uh deals things getting like really, really out of control. But then again, yeah. when you look back, um, when you look back upon it uh, in retrospect, some of the huge deals don't seem so crazy once we get five years down the road, which is why we see like the Fernando Tatis deal and some of those other deals where guys are getting 10 years plus and it, and it seems insane to give any athlete that much time, yeah. and that much guaranteed money. It is. I mean, there is a difference between, you know, giving Tatis 10 years and giving other guys 10 years because, uh, you know, I mean, Tatis is under team control for a number of years already. And so you're basically just buying out those years and then tacking some years on at the end. Sure. Yeah. Um, whereas Carlos Correa, I mean, if you sign Carlos Correa to a 10 year contract, that's literally 10 years, right? That he wouldn't be on your team, that he is going to be on your team. And the history of these contracts is still kind of dicey. I mean, if you look back on, you know, the mega contracts that have been given out in recent years, it's still the, the track record is not great. I mean, Albert Pujols, that deal's a disaster. 
Uh, Miguel mm-hmm. Cabrera, yeah. the Tigers give him a ton of money. He really hasn't been productive for, you know, five or six years at this point. And the list goes on. There's just not that many big name guys that have that have panned out. Maybe more so on the pitching side. I don't think the Nationals regret Max Scherzer. Um, no, but... no. But like Miguel Cabrera, it's funny you say that because every time he would like be in the lineup on a game, I remember like at least last season going, oh, he still plays. Right. Yeah. Like, that's right. such a weird way. Because you don't hear somebody... about him because he's not good anymore. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, Pujols, at least people talk about how long he's played the game. Whenever he does anything good, people can't stop getting excited right. about it. He gets a single in, in a game and people are like, look at, you know, he was Pujols pretty good for the Dodgers because he of really course was. he was right. The Especially moment, any, the the moment anyone yeah. goes to the Dodgers, all of a sudden uh, they just, they rediscover new talents, but such is life. <laughs> well, and I mean, even, uh, you know, I have a piece up that I recently did on gophnx.com, which by the way, if you haven't signed up to become a member, go sign up to become an annual member uh, with that annual membership. You'll get a free t-shirt over at phnxlocker.com. Um, and you'll get our wonderful writings. You'll get Jesse's writings. You'll get my mediocre writings. Uh, you'll get all of that stuff, plus other content. You'll get access to our members-only Discord uh, and members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. But Jesse, on the article about Yasmani Tomas, even now, at this point, writing about his $68.5 million deal made me kind of feel like it's not as bad now not to say the deal wasn't bad or the fact that he was so unproductive and, and such a, a waste of money and such a gamble that they took that didn't pay off. It's just at this point, $68.5 million didn't, doesn't seem as much like as much money as it did when they gave it to him six years ago. So, yeah. I mean, with baseball, these contracts move fast and we go from stuff seeming overvalued to that kind of being the, the standard MSRP on a baseball player, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, well, have you been grocery shopping lately, Derek? Uh, <laughs> prices are prices are going up across the, the board right yes, now. Sir. So, yeah, you're right. Sixty-eight million might feel like pocket change in a few yeah. years, but it's when you were getting mad when milk went up to three dollars a gallon now, but now it's six dollars a gallon, and you're like, right. "What the hell was I even mad about back then?" Yeah, but again, go DraftKings. Uh, excuse me, go to uh, gophnx.com. We'll talk about DraftKings again later, uh, but you can go to gophnx.com, sign up to become a member. And that way you don't miss any of our fun stuff coming out on GoPHNX. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying the content. We appreciate those of you that all have already signed up to become a member of the family. Uh, but there, there, there are families in baseball, Jesse. Uh, not just the teams, not just the actual families, but the, the uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, baseball Writers of America Hall of Fame. Uh, their vote will be revealed in about a week from now for 2022. Uh, it appears that David Ortiz, who's on the ballot for the first time, may make it in on on his first uh, his first ballot. It's going to be. It looks like it might be a close call, but uh, it appears that the the usual suspects of uh, you know being historically important players but not wanting to vote them into the Hall of Fame due to their scandals or their uh, cheating connections or whatever people want to say about these individuals, but. Kurt Schilling's, yeah. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and A-Rod all appear to have missed again. And I guess I got to get your thoughts on this. I know we've we've talked about this, especially with Kurt Schilling recently. We talked about this, but uh, I, I, I just feel like I am slowly, not slowly, I mean, I guess kind of pretty quickly with the recent comments by Jeff Passan and some other folks, I'm I'm getting more and more on board with this thought of why are we keeping these guys out? Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. 
I, 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 I don't know. I think at this point, pretty much, I think all the names that you mentioned uh, should make it to the Hall of Fame at some point. Uh, David Ortiz is uh, is is one guy that I think has a pretty decent shot to to do it. It's going to be a close call for him, but um, but yeah, these three names: Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling. I mean, they all have they all have a bit of an ugly past, um, or in the case of Schilling, maybe it's more an ugly present. Um, <laughs> and and uh, and yeah, I mean, that just it's just off putting for people, and, um, and and yeah, the numbers just don't seem to work out. Uh, Kurt Schilling uh, last year hit a high water mark of 71.1%. Um, and he just continues to, you know, go on social media and say things. And, and that just continues to push people away from him. Um, it says right now he's tracking at 59.6% um, and has lost a net of 21 votes from those who voted for him <laughs> last year. This is, this is coming from CBS sports. So, I mean, that that's all weird. just because he said some stuff. I'll be yeah. said some stuff. I'll just kind of stop running his mouth. I think that is ridiculous though. If you think yes. Kurt Schilling yeah. is a hall of famer last year and now you do not think he's what a hall changed? of famer. Yeah. What yeah. Changed? Like, you can't you just cannot make that decision as a voter. Um, and and we we played the clip from Jeff Passan a few weeks ago where he said, you know, as, as writers, it is not our job to, uh, you know, to decide who is morally upright enough. Yeah, he uh, he literally said that it's we shouldn't be the moral arbiters of this. And like yes. that has lived in my head since he said it, because he's so right. I mean, again, you can say what you want about the other three that we brought up, right? For instance, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Alex Rodriguez, they've all had ties to steroid scandals. And if you really want to look at it from the perspective of them cheating, that's cheating, right? The performance enhancing drugs at that point were banned from the sport. This wasn't a time when everything was kind of okay. They, they may have played in that time, but they also played in a time where players were regularly tested at one point and they got, they got to a point where they were actually deceiving the system just so that they could continue to take performance enhancing drugs and not get caught. Right. Uh, but the Kurt Schilling thing, that's just, again, that's just, because baffling. He's a, just because he's a piece of shit and you don't like the way he, his political stance or other, you know, things that he's said, then that's, I mean, that's just not enough in my opinion for you to keep him out of the hall of fame. It's weird that his votes have regressed and that he doesn't have as many votes as he once did. Um, <laughs> and uh, again, it's just this, like, again, it's it, thinking about David Ortiz, right? Who's been an amazing ambassador for the game of baseball. He's beloved. He's had amazing success. And he was part of the Boston Red Sox team. That was very historically important for that franchise, right? The, the breaking the curse and winning those world series and, and elevating the Boston Red Sox to being one of the top franchises in baseball. Yeah. I, I don't get this whole thing of like deciding when someone should go in so that their importance in the game is adequately determined, right? Mm, you're not a first ballot Hall of Famer. You're like yeah. a second ballot Hall of Famer, right? Like you'll get in on your second thing, but you're not important enough to be on the first or, you know, again, like the, like these other guys, you said it, there's a good chance Schilling bonds, Clemens, Rodriguez, they're all going to make it into the hall of fame. Eventually. It's just this weird game of these baseball writers now being able to, uh, I guess, you know, what punish them 
for their actions now <laughs> and make them wait an excessive amount of time. Like, no, you didn't do it right. So you're going to have to wait like almost the whole full period of time before you get in, but we'll get you in eventually. Like that, it, this whole thing, this whole process is ridiculous to me. And uh, again, I, I really think that we need to change our, our process on this over to being more about what they did as a baseball player on the field and less about all of this other stuff. I remember again, again, just, I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off, but maybe just, maybe just, maybe just tell the bad history too, right? Like why do we shy away from it? Even in historical uh, context, even in a a museum, right? There's, there's, there's like stuff, you know, from bad things that have happened in history in a museum. And, and it's important to have it in there so that it can tell you the context of that time when that thing happened, why it was important. I feel like the same thing here with Bonds and Clemens and Rodriguez, like you can still have them in there and it doesn't have to be an asterisk as everybody says with, you know, Bonds. It can literally just be like on the plaque <laughs> later in their career. Their career was marred by controversy due to involvement with performance enhancing drugs. Like just tell the whole story, but it doesn't mean that their story doesn't need to be part of the Hall of Fame. And it also doesn't need to be, you kind of like whitewashed where it's just the good stuff and the the important stuff and not the bad stuff. Let's let's talk about all of it. You know, let's let's put it all yeah. out there. So you wanna you wanna put plaques in, in Cooperstown, but like have information on them about how the players cheated or have you well, have you seen Cooperstown though? I mean, it's not like I have it's not. just like the, no. it's not like this their name on a plaque and then like this sure. guy hit five hundred home runs. It's not like that. You know what I mean? There's there is a lot of historical context in Cooperstown that tells the story of baseball and it goes past past just the great players. You know, there's a lot of uh, history there and again i guess i guess my thing is is like it doesn't also need to be this huge deal where you make his career all about that either right barry bonds was yeah. one of the greatest baseball players to ever play the game performance enhancing drugs or not right i, I mean you could you could say what you want but that man you couldn't pitch to him in in the strike no, zone without crazy. without him sending the ball five miles so you you can you can use performance enhancing drugs to get strong all you want but at the end of the day, you still need to hit a bit baseball. You still need to hit it the right way. And you still need to be, a, a, you know, a very successful in other ways to to be out there performing at the level that he did. I just hmm. I get it. I, I get why people still want to honor everyone that did it the right way. I just right. I, I just don't think that you need to, again, shy away from the actual history of it, I guess, is my my take on it. If you huh. if, if you want them to be punished for their actions, then tie them to those actions for the rest of their lives, you know? Like here's this great thing that this guy did, but also later in his career, he, he you know, there was some controversy, right? Uh, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying like you need to be like, "Hey, here's Roger Clemens. He was also a cheater." You know, like it's not <laughs> it's not like that. You know, you could technically just put the information in there, you know, and I, sure. I don't know, I, I, I guess, I guess that's the way I see it because I go to museums and I go to things and it's not all good. It's not all positive. You know, sometimes you're reading the description on a painting and it tells you how the painter committed suicide after that or something. And you're like, Oh my God, like that's yeah. terrible. <laughs> I, you just what a downer on this beautiful piece of art that you, I was just looking at, but that's the reality of the situation. And you know, you need to be informed. So I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't like um, 
just taking the bad parts and kind of scraping them off in the trash like they're fat that you got off a mistake you know Mm. that's me but you think you think if i use performance enhancing drugs that i would be able to hit like barry bonds Derek? are you implying that's Mm. not necessarily true i'm i'm i am implying (laughs) that uh, nick pecoro that's a different story if you get Nick Uh. (laughs) on some performance enhancing drugs that guy might be a 10-time all-star by this point i've just seen that dude rake and that's a different story but uh (laughs) you jesse friedman i don't know not so much and that goes the same for me probably doubly for me as well i mean I couldn't I, I, hit in high school. I I played one year of base, and people would assume like, "Oh, you must be, you must have really played baseball in sure, in high sure. school and intramural." You know, you must have been all over it. And I'm like, "Yeah, I played, I played little league for like two years, and I sucked, <laughs> Derek. I was so bad." And then several years later, I had this great idea to try to play baseball in high school as a freshman with like a bunch of juniors and seniors and I could field, but I, I really couldn't hit to save my life. And I don't know. I don't, I don't think it matters what kind of drugs I'm on. I, I, I yeah. think I'm just going to swing and miss no matter what. So yeah, yeah. you have to make contact in order for the, the sure. enhanced strength to really take effect. <laughs> yeah. So we'll yeah. work on your contact first and then we'll worry about the power. We'll get the there contact we go. on board. There we but, go. <laughs> uh, you guys need to get on board with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use our code during this run uh, up to Super Bowl 56 of PHNX and you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team which is just that's just stupid that's just ridiculous odds um you bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins if you're not a new customer you can still get in on the action of the divisional round with same game parlays like I did even in my heartbreaking crushing soul crushing loss that the Arizona Cardinals experienced Uh, I combined multiple bets from that same game for a bigger payout without betting against the Cardinals. And I still won $75 on my $10 bet. So, you know, even, even on a bad day, you could still walk away with money in your pocket. I hate to say this about the Cardinals because it was my favorite line to say about the D backs and the coyotes. But remember just because they lose, you don't have to lose. Uh, Remember DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. And uh, don't forget, go download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our promo code of PHNX, and you'll get all that good stuff for new customers. 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Uh, Jesse, I, I, I know we don't argue and we don't disagree very much, but uh, I think <laughs> that I think that we need to like force it, right? Like, let's, let's create some fake wow. arguments. Let's create <laughs> controversy. Okay. Controversy creates cash. Uh, but actually, we do have a topic that we both uh, kind of do disagree on just a little bit. And I figure now is the time to kind of uh, debate it since we have we, we, the season's coming. We, we don't have much time once the season starts. So now is the time for us to debate things that we have no control over. And I think a topic we should debate is the upcoming universal designated hitter rule that's coming to baseball because it's inevitable. It feels like of all of these negotiations during the lockout, the one thing that both sides, maybe the only thing that both sides can agree on is that they want the universal DH. And me being a guy that has watched baseball for as long as I have, I have to say, I I understand the appeal of the DH. Okay. I am a fan of the long ball, just like everybody is. Nobody wants to watch pitchers who hit 105, go up there and struggle. 
by the way, that's that's a good batting average for a pitcher. By the way, uh, you might if you hit above 150, you might win a Silver Slugger award. Who knows? Uh, all I'll say is is that uh, I kind of already miss the strategy. It it's it hasn't even gone away yet. I already missed the strategy of making pitchers hit. So uh, let's 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 talk about this, Jesse. I know you're pro DH, obviously for all the the aforementioned reasons, right? I I am pro DH and not I wouldn't say I'm super super passionate about it because I acknowledge you know the history and there is something kind of fun from a strategy standpoint of you know teams having to find a workaround uh, whether it be pinch hitting figuring out when to pinch hit for your pitcher or uh, or yeah just uh, really trying to make sure that your pitchers know how to lay down a sacrifice bunt. Uh, it seems like that's something Diamondbacks pitchers have kind of struggled at with uh, over the over these last few years. But I keep going back to a story from a little bit a uh, little bit less than a year ago now. Uh, last March, Zach Gallen suffered a hairline stress fracture in his forearm, and he told reporters that it first happened. He first started feeling the effects of it when he was swinging a baseball bat. And when those kinds of things happen, and this is far from the only story like that, it's it's hard. It's like, why is Zach Gallon not pitching? Because he was do he was practicing this other thing that like no one really cares about him doing. And God there's and there's really no situation in other sports where we where we test where we test a player's ability to do something that they're just not really there for, right? Like like if you're a center in the NBA. There's no like, I don't, I mean, I guess I can't even say three point shooting competition because now all these centers shoot three pointers. That's kind <laughs> yeah. of a thing. But, but you get the idea. Like, we don't normally put players in a position where they're yes. not going to shine their foremost skills, like the reason yeah. that they're there. And so I think it's just not a very marketable product for baseball when it's pitcher against pitcher. And, you know, as much as we love to, to talk about the few pitchers that do hit well, Madison Bumgarner's career stats are still super crappy. Like he's not a good hitter. He's <laughs> right. just a, he's just a markedly better hitter than most other pitchers. Um, and so uh, so, yeah, I just I, I don't think it's a marketable product and I don't want to see more stories like Zach Gallen where pitchers uh, fall to injury because because they were hitting because they were taking batting practice i feel like i already lost this debate because that zach gallon argument is one that i cannot i, I can't argue against <laughs> and i mean it's something that directly impacted our team so I, I i like i i think back upon uh just how much i enjoyed watching certain playoff games you know when 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 i was younger and i was hooked on the game of baseball and i felt like such a big part of that was this strategy especially when teams had really good pitching and really good relievers. So when it came time to needing that extra offense, it was like a struggle to have to pull these relievers or this good pitcher out of the game in order to pinch hit for them because they're such a liability at the plate and they really can't be productive. And at this point in the game, they might have two runners on base and might be down by a run or something like that. There's just lots of there's there is lots of strategy I feel like that goes out of the window due to removing this from the game. And what you said is valid. I mean, most of the time the strategy is working around this one piece in your lineup that you know can't hit, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, if we get down there where we can we can get a few men on and like maybe one out, 
Like the last thing we want to do is risk a pitcher going up there and hitting into the double, you know, double play and ending the inning. Right. So, um, and, and I, it's weird, but video games also impacted this for me. I played, uh, you know, like <laughs> I really got into baseball video games when they transitioned over from, I guess, like the generation of like the Super Nintendo type games where things were kind of basic. Uh, they had, they, they had, you know, some of the same concepts and, and things from the game of baseball, but stuff was missing due to the limitations of the video game systems at that time. And once we started getting into more advanced systems and that stuff started to actually be a factor and you had to do things like warm up your players in the bullpen and decide when you yeah, pull them and all of this other stuff. That's that's like, when it got too real. You know, you know yeah, no, it's you're like, right. I don't want to play. Right. I have to warm up my relievers. Like, come on. <laughs> right. No, that, that was for me. I guess that that part was like for a small period of time, I really enjoyed that because of the realism of it, because I felt like, sure. oh my God, video games are getting so advanced at this point. Right. So, uh, and then that just, that just kind of solidified my love for that strategy because I played the hell out of baseball video. I mean, I finished multiple seasons and I'm talking about the full 162 game season where I did not skip a game on the schedule. Jesse, I played every game on some of those seasons. Uh, This is what the MLB, the show will do to you. Uh, It just takes it to another level, but this is video games and these are feelings I had, and these are nothing that aren't, aren't the real world ramifications of it. To be honest, the common fan doesn't like the pitchers hitting. They don't understand they, they would much rather see somebody that's good at hitting. I think most baseball fans would too, you know, not to mention the fact that it really opens up opportunity on half of the league to have a good player on their team that can hit really well, that can't really field. You know, it's a yeah. goddamn shame that this didn't happen six years ago when Yasmani Tomas was mashing and they could have brought I, him up. I don't know if Yasmani Tomas is even a good enough hitter to even uh, I, putting him there. He would have been a more you know, passable player some years, but you I say that you say that, but uh, 31 home runs would look pretty good on this team. He in did. 2021 Jesse. That's all I'm saying is 31 home runs. With that was the one year, RBI. Though. Like yeah. Yasmani Tomas's other seasons offensively were not were, were not nearly that good. But I don't even think I addressed it in the piece that I wrote. But to be honest, the biggest part there problem there with Yasmani was just the the not the lack of progression, right? And I yeah. think that's what they look for right. in baseball players. Isn't you can struggle all you want, right? You can you can be a Josh Van Meter at the plate where people uh, you know comment online about how they they don't want to see him hit and all this stuff, but. Honestly, in, in a short period of time, Van Meter is one of those guys that actually kind of has gotten better. And, you know, that's even if it's small incremental, you know, improvements, you, it's what you want to see. And if if what you're seeing is the opposite, that's that's not good. You know, especially when you have 70 million dollars invested into this guy over the next six years. But please don't make me revisit the Osmani Tomas deal anymore because that's deal. All right. I think I think we can agree. Uh, you're Zach Gallon. Um, <laughs> argument there cut me to the core uh, and probably made the most sense as to the reason why we shouldn't have these guys doing that i will say that that could happen at any point though right like yeah we don't know. that's yeah, very like fair zach, very fair zach gallon i understand that happened but it could have honestly happened while he was throwing it could have happened when he's you know at home and falls down or does something stupid right like yeah you silly never know injuries how... happen all the time so right. i i'm with but, you i don't think that's like like the the end all be all argument for this thing. Sure. But but like yeah. you said, practicing bunting, taking time in the in the batter in the um, you know, in the cages, um, 
at taking actual at bats in games. These are all things that, yeah, if if a pitcher is a delicate thing that we want to make sure can stay healthy to do what we want him to do, which is throw the ball, then yeah, taking them out of the equation of hitting is probably for the best. There's just too many variables for hitting that can cause injury, getting hit by a pitch, um, you know, bunting and cracking your forearm apparently while you're bunting, you know, like things like that all are very real possibilities. And yeah. All right. I lost this one, but I'll be back. I'll <laughs> I didn't really have my heart in it anyway. I won't lie. No, it's, the, it's, no. the, it's the DH, you know, I, I, I can't be against, you know, the game being more exciting. And at this point they're already screwing up the season starting in 2022. So I guess we'll need to do whatever we can to make it as exciting as possible to get people back. But um, we thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Um, you can obviously follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore K man with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports, and that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Please, if you're listening to us right now on an audio podcast, subscribe to us if you haven't done so already. Drop us a five-star review, uh, and then go over to YouTube and subscribe to the PHNX sports channel there. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the content coming out from this PHNX team. Most importantly, go over to the PHNX uh, locker.com phnxlocker.com you can't see it because this is an audio only podcast but i'm holding up the shirt i'm wearing i may or may not still be wearing the same shirt from three days ago um that's what happens (laughs) when you take red eye flights and there you you go (laughs) do hood rat shit with your friends but um go over to phnxlocker.com grab yourself a shirt remember if you get sign up to become an annual member over at gophnx.com you will get a free shirt from the phnxlocker.com um and you know then get yourself a sticker pack grab a shirt for a friend uh, or just grab yourself too, whatever you want to do. But um, we appreciate you guys again for checking out the show. If you've already signed up, we appreciate you being a member. Um, remember over at DraftKings Sportsbook, use that code of PHNX and you will get all of those good deals for first time new customers and existing customers. Get on that same game parlay action. Remember when you get in that same game parlay sub menu, there's all sorts of additional legs you can add um, and, you know, just figure out, figure it out, find some stuff. Bet, bet against uh, quarterbacks throwing over 300 yards. Bet against, uh, you know, a lot of points being scored. Uh, it, Shane calls it the, the coward's parlay, but we'll talk about it later, and I will, I will show you how to make uh, at least a little bit of money. So we appreciate you guys again for checking out the show. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we thank you again for being members of the PHNX family. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you bet on it.